Welcome to A Cuppa for the Soul. I'm Sue. I'm Trish. And we're so delighted that you're joining us. In these podcasts, Sue and I share our meanderings from the inside place of how we live mindfulness and how the practice informs our days. And we want to unpack it a little bit to make it accessible and available for you to have lived in your daily life too. We will offer some practices that you can use as well as some beautiful poetry that really resonates with us. We invite you to make a cuppa as you join us and hope that you enjoy a cuppa for the soul. Welcome back. And to start this episode with a beautiful poem called If You Would Grow, Shine the Light of Your Loving Self-Care on Yourself by Daniel F. Mead. If you would grow to your best self, be patient, not demanding. Accepting, not condemning. Nurturing, not withholding. Self-marveling, not belittling. Gently guiding, not pushing and punishing. For you are more sensitive than you know. Mankind is as tough as war, yet as delicate as flowers. We can endure agonies, but we open fully only to the warmth and light. And our need to grow is as fragile as a fragrance dispersed on the storms of will. To return only when those storms are still. So accept, respect, and attend to your sensitivity. A flower cannot be opened with a hammer. If you would grow to your best self, be patient, not demanding. Accepting, not condemning. Nurturing, not withholding. Self-marveling, not belittling. Gently guiding, not pushing and punishing. For you are more sensitive than you know. Mankind is as tough as war, yet as delicate as flowers. We can endure agonies, but we open fully only to warmth and light. Our need to grow is as fragile as a fragrance dispersed by the storms of will to return only when those storms are still. So accept, respect, attend your sensitivity. A flower cannot be opened with a hammer. And so as these words drop in to this moment that we're sharing, let's just open the space inside ourselves to accepting what's here right now, to attending to ourself that is both sensitive and as strong as war, but delicate as flowers. And let's open this space to accept and respect and put down the hammer so the flower can open in the warmth and light of this moment with our cup of the soul.
Thank you, Trish. It's just such a beautiful poem, isn't it? The, I think we grow up in our culture and our society, for some of us, maybe in a, quite a competitive space. And I certainly know from my experience, there's a bit of conditioning there to be a little bit hard on yourself to get you to achieve things. Well, if, if, and there's a sense that if you're gentle and soft, ah, sure, you'll just give up and there'll be a bit of apathy. If I'm gentle and kind to myself, well, then I, I just won't bother and I might sit down in front of the TV and lounge about and be lazy versus, well, if I'm hard on myself, then surely I'll go and I'll achieve these goals and I'll do these things in the world. Because what I love about that is the very real truth that is we don't open with a hammer. We don't open to life by all this harshness and continually using a stick to motivate ourselves. That's exhausting in the long term. Actually, we open by gently embracing all that we are, our fullness, our vulnerabilities, uh, the challenges that we face, the whole breadth of the human experience that we have had on the planet to date. And it's in acknowledging that and accepting and respecting that our history and our past and the lessons that we've learned along the way play such a vital role in who we are today who we are in this moment and isn't this the power to learn to love and accept yourself as you are with all of this past history and trauma and wanting and not wanting and striving and vulnerability that there's a real precious preciousness to just accepting respecting all of that all of that big space that you inhabit and that by simply doing that we can actually become quote unquote our best selves or unfold into our true potential in this moment in this i moment. love i love how kristen neff talks about the science of this you know there is i think like you say there's this impression outside in the world and we will have embodied this we'll have absorbed it that if you go at things good oh go tough go hard you will achieve like you've said and this the science is now showing when we when we go at our own pace when we go in a way that honors ourselves when we go with kindness that actually we're more likely to achieve the things we want to achieve, if achieving is what it's at. That may be being present around the dinner table with our kids, not trying to be present around the dinner table with our kids. But actually, self-compassion, just like being able to be mindfully present, means we're more likely to be turning up in the moments. And actually rating ourselves for contentment and happiness being present being here and now we're more likely to experience that sense of inner contentment than winning the lotto or all these big things we think oh my life will be perfect when out there somewhere and i'm really conscious as we gather today that we're in a time where there's a lot shifting in people's lives today there's a lot of people whose certainty of their job has been shaken there's companies who are having to lay people off because 
planes are grounded, businesses are closed. There's an awful lot of real things happening in people's lives. And we can't change those things, but we can offer a way of looking at it differently from the inside. How with that little bit of kindness, like you said, how we bring that little bit of light and that little bit of softness, we can maybe stop the mind that wants to ruminate with how awful this is and actually turn our gaze towards what is okay here right now? What's good in my space right now? What can I be grateful for in this moment right now? In the middle of these huge challenges. Yeah, and it, it's actually something that happened to me today um, between a, a combination of things, being tired from being woken up multiple times by my twins and a little bit of a low mood that I haven't seen my parents in a while and just, yeah, just generally feeling the heaviness that is maybe in the air today. And it was an interesting experience. So I, I found myself maybe getting a little bit judgy, noticing the thoughts and judging myself that, oh, you know, I should be this or I should be that. And it was only when I came to cutting the carrots and I just looked at the carrots, just be with the carrots, just look at how orange they are. And as you peel them, notice as you take the skin off and as you chop them, just be with the chopping them into these little circles. And then just imagine where this carrot has come from, the whole wonderful, amazing process from it being a seed, being planted by a farmer to being tended. Yeah, like the, all of the, the myriad of things that had to be perfect for that carrot to grow and to just drop into that wonder and amazement. And it's just like instantly you're, you kind of unplug from this judging mind or this this low very real emotional tone that was in the body um to going there's still even in a carriage there is so much to be amazed by that instantly i could feel my physiology shift the my just my face softened my breath deepened and it was like you know the power to be able to just become non-attached to the thoughts that you're having to be able to step outside of it and and absolutely there are people that you know see that being harsh in their lives has brought them a level of success you know that they they feel they've gotten up in the morning and they've ran those 10k and they've pounded that out and they've you know they've been successful in business because they turn up every day and they're sending emails into the middle of the night but actually sometimes it's important to look at what's our definition of success and it might be that you get to the top of your organization or that to the, to the front part of a, a race. But um, actually, if there's not contentment and fulfillment there, a lot of people drive there because there's a big empty hole of not being good enough or not feeling worthy or loved. And they fill this void with cramming more stuff in to be more competitive. And, and there's, a, you know, there's a place for that. It, it obviously is meeting some need, but actually when we can do it from a place of love, that we love the sport, that we love the, the job that we're in, that we love the impact that that job has, then the success, quote unquote, that we feel 
is much more fulfilling without it there being a sense of meaning and connection and real awareness of the the wake emotional physical environmental wake that our actions have then it's really meaningless really isn't it you can get to to a place and realize once you're there oh i'm here now it's not actually that great at all it can be quite a hollow victory so that piece of shifting from harshness that hollowness can be in, in inside us it's a little bit like you describe that mood that low 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 feeling you also beautifully described how by absorbing your whole attention on the carrot your physiology changed and i think it's really important for anybody listening to know that our moods do shift you know sometimes we can feel oh this is the way it is and it's going to go on and actually it might be getting out for a walk and being in the sunshine and under the sky and listening to what's happening in the place that you are, that the energy goes to a different place rather than fueling a negative self-dialogue. I suppose something that I'm also very conscious of as we gather today is with, with this mindful awareness, it isn't a fix or a cure-all. It's not like a, placebo or a pill or a swallow or do this and it makes everything better but for me what it really has done is it's broadened the range of my choices it's really broadened my experience so if I'm caught in a thought and I'm not realizing I'm caught with it as soon as I notice I'm caught up in a thought that's a moment of mindful awareness and that gives me a choice of I can stay being concerned about this or I can come into this present moment. This isn't to try and suppress and ignore important signals because I think that's really, we touched on that a couple of episodes back on really tuning into what the body is saying. Um, but it's knowing, knowing how just like the clouds come and go on the sky and morning changes to night and night changes to dawn, it's just knowing that we're such fluid beings and our experience is fluid. And sometimes when there's a difficult experience, we can get stuck in it, thinking this is how it's always going to be. And so just putting out the carrot, I, the carrot experience, just putting out that you're going to have a carrot moment, even in the middle of something that's unpleasant and hard. For me, like, like I think in our second episode, just describing washing my hands, I keep coming back to that. For me, running water, warm water over my hands brings me really into that present moment. I wonder what are the other things for you, Sue, that when, when you know your system needs a little bit of attention, what are your, what are your little practices or your ways of bringing awareness to something that supports you? bring kindness in so there's a couple that come to mind so one that i must share particularly for anybody out there that has small children that maybe leave them a little bit sleep deprived on, a, on those mornings when i wake up and i'm tired as heck i put on a soundtrack um, of just amazing music so i start with singing in the rain um, and 
that song, Good Morning, Good Morning, it just lights me up. So no matter how tough the night has been, I'll always say, okay, to start again. So every breath is an opportunity to start again. And sometimes music just has a really powerful way of shifting, shifting a bit of the energy in the body, in the mind. And then we dance, we dance around the kitchen. And, you know, even if you don't have kids, if, if you just want to start the day with that wonderful piece of music, um, you'll find your heart just a little bit dancing. So that's one that I think has been really helpful for me, um, particularly when tired. And then another is really that piece of the self, self-awareness practice. So it, it starts as a, not self-awareness, but self-compassion mantra, where it's really, maybe I'll do that practice, but maybe I'll do that a little bit later on. But it's recognizing that the moment is suffering. Um, And that suffering is part of life. And then it's offering an invitation to be kind. So it's even just noticing, oh, you know what? There I go again. I'm being hard on myself. And sometimes asking the the question, where is that voice coming from? And invariably, it's that little harsh inner critic, which maybe stems from, you know, parents or culture or an old teacher, um, depending on where that voice is coming from at the time but recognizing that little voice and going ah there you are my friend there you are again Mm -hmm. and trying to bring a little bit of humor into it like I I can try to push her away and sometimes when I push her away she comes back nearly harder so I think when I lovingly embrace her and say I know you're just looking out for me and if Mm -hmm. I can bring her in because ultimately she is trying to protect me she's there to kind of go Hey, don't make an idiot of yourself. You don't want to be embarrassed or, you know, so she's, she is really trying to have my back in a kind of a messed up way. So if I can bring her into my heart and kind of tenderly give her the love and say, okay, how can we be kind today? And some days I do want to flick her away. I'm going to be honest and I will flick her away. I'll just go, go away right now. And it depends. So I try to listen to what spontaneously feels right for me in that moment. And it, sometimes it's pull her in and sometimes it's push her away. But ultimately, the best I find is just placing my hand on my heart and just inviting myself to be kind, just to be kind. And if it is bringing up the compassionate companion, when those days when I'm finding it particularly hard to be kind to myself, I'll bring my compassionate companion in and just help them to offer kindness where I can to those parts of me that I find difficult. And yeah, so there's some of my practices. What about you, Trish? Do you have others that? I like you. That's gorgeous, by the way, because I can really relate to that. I feel very human and allowed to be human when I hear you say that, Sue. So thank you, really. For me, my, my, my little one that is very close to me is recognizing just ah, that this is a moment of suffering. And when I first came across that line, I kind of thought, really? Is that really a moment of suffering? And I find now, you know, I've got my fabby teenagers who are really good to cut me down to size very quickly when I step out of line in their view. 
and like all humans, I have my weak places. So some of their comments can go right in under my skin really quickly and start my unraveling. And what I've noticed is when I can just bring forward for myself quietly inside with that line of, this is a moment of suffering. I don't seem to go into the, I hate this. I don't want to be here. I wish they didn't say that. I just kind of stopping to acknowledge how uncomfortable I am in that moment seems to bring me into the place rather than into the cascade of negativity that can sometimes follow it. And then again, taking the next one of, well, other mums would find this hard. Other women would find it hard to hear this or to feel they're treated this way or being looked at this way. And that just seems to widen it out because I think part of how I notice I can cut myself down to side is I will cut myself out on my own. You're doing this. Other people can do it better. What's wrong with you that you can't? And where with this very gentle, quiet, private practice of this is a moment of suffering and others would find this difficult too. Others are, other people right now are finding this difficult in this minute. It holds me. It holds me and it takes down my reactivity in my mind, my heart. So would it be lovely to lead this practice, Sue, into a self-compassion mm -hmm. practice? Absolutely. I'll do that right now. But I just want to pick up on one thing that you said. There was this kind of suffering is part of life. It really taps into that humanness that we all have. We're all part of this human experience. And there will be different types of suffering for each person. But that question of, am I the only one? Am I the yeah. only one? No, you're not the only one. And that just brings such a sense of, of unity almost, of connection. Like there have been times when I remember I was sick uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago and I lay on the bed while the girls bounced on my head and I was just like, oh my God, I feel so sick. And I just had a bit of a temperature and I remember the news was coming out of China at the time, Hubei, about this virus. And I, I remember just lying there feeling pretty rotten and just connecting, feeling this sense of connection with everybody that felt sick at this time. I was like, God, how difficult it must be to have this virus that makes you feel ill and uh, to different degrees for different people. But actually, in, instead, if I kept focusing on myself, I would have just felt awful um, and kind of justifying myself to feel sick and that I'm allowed to feel that way. And totally, yeah, I was sick, so it's okay to feel that way. But how it shifted to this place of real love and compassion, imagining all the other people that were simultaneously sick at the same time mm -hmm. and just this deep sense of of love and compassion and kindness and wanting to reach out if not with my heart but with my spirit that made they feel well and healthy and myself too in time and so there is something lovely about finding a way to connect with other people in your moment of suffering there's something very healing because we can it can be hard to heal ourselves when we keep focusing on ourselves 
and when we feel isolated and cut off and this widens the focus and we realize actually we're all connected if there's nothing more than this virus can show us we all share the breath all humans breathe we have this in common we're all connected we certainly are and it's such an amazing gift to be able to tap into that in those moments of suffering and vulnerability yeah so i might take us into a practice now um so i invite you now to if it's safe close your eyes and connect with these words so settling into the body coming home to the body and this moment Feel the feet on the floor, the body supported by the earth. And now connect with the breath, wherever it is strongest for you. Notice how the breath is in this moment. Deep or shallow. And now inviting you to take a few deeper breaths, intentionally soothing the system. Allowing the breath to wash over you, nourish your every cell. Now inviting you to place a hand on your heart and notice what it feels like. Just this simple touch. You might like to call to mind some part of you that you're struggling with right now. Something that is happening in your life that is a difficulty or you find you judge harshly. Something you don't mind sitting with for a few moments. Not maybe the heaviest thing, but something manageable to work with. And as you bring this challenge, challenge with yourself, difficulty to mind, recognize that this is a moment of suffering. Whatever it is that you're experiencing, Anxiety, fear, loneliness, loss, grief, self-criticism. This is a moment of suffering. It may help to ask the question, 
Are you the only one to feel this way? And recognize that suffering is part of life. It's part of this human experience. There are others that suffer in the same way. You are not alone. You are not alone. And then offering the wish that may you be kind to yourself. Or to say to yourself, may I be kind to myself. May I be kind. Inviting a gentle smile on your lips. Repeating on the rhythm of the breath, may I be kind. May I be my own best friend. Or maybe some other spontaneous wish emerges. May I go at ease. May I let go of judgment. May I be as healthy as possible. May I be safe. Or whatever comes to mind that feels appropriate. Follow the rhythm of the breath as you extend this wish to yourself. For a few breaths, And then whenever you're ready, bring your attention back to the room and whatever has come up for you, whatever wish, bring it into your day and into your precious life. Thank you so much. We so hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to get in touch with me, Sue Redmond, you can catch me on sueredmond.com or email me at info at sueredmond.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at sueredmondphd. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can email me on mindfulnesstrish at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.